0: on this Sunday evening. Welcome! Appreciate you making us a part of it as this is now going to be the new show each and every Sunday uh, Sunday night now moving forward. So if you're unaware, well, hello, my name is Ryan. Nice to meet you. Thank you for tuning in. If you are aware, listen to hopefully other shows I've hosted, whether it was the former slot at Saturday morning at 2 a.m., whether it's working with JR and filling in for him now during the week, Either way, thank you for making the trip over and joining us right here, Sundays, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Moving forward is now the Hick at Night slot. Welcome. And what a time, what a perfect way to start off this first show here in the new time slot. Minutes after the 49ers advance to their second Super Bowl in five years, 34-31, they will have a rematch with the Chiefs, a Super Bowl we saw a few years ago. Very excited for that. We have so so much to dive into and take away from both of those games. But since the NFC title game just wrapped up, let's start with that game first. This is where I want to start and ask you this question here at 855 212 Down 17 at halftime. Did the 49ers come back and win this game or did the Lions blow it? Because for me, it was all about the 49ers. This game is all about San Francisco and how good they looked in the second half versus the Lions squandering a 17-point halftime lead. Look, the Niners are deep. They are talented. We, we know that, right, for a while. They are probably one of the best teams we've ever seen. To, at this point so far, never have won a Super Bowl. They are in it every single year. They are talented. And now they do come through for the second time in five years going to the Super Bowl. But I think what we saw in that second half was true championship medal. That was, to me, the 49ers taking a hold of their future instead of the Lions giving it away. You look at how Brock Purdy played. You look at how Kyle Shanahan coached. You look at how that defense turned things around. Look, right, we can talk about the town with the 49ers all, all night long if you want to. But for me, the difference between the first half and the second half was all about coaching. The first half, the Lions were on their game. Offensively, they were gashing that 49ers defense with the run game. Jared Goff was awesome off the play action. Ben uh, Johnson was dialing it up in terms of play calls. Defensively, Aaron Glenn did a great job at matching. Right now, what the 49ers are trying to do, limiting them in the run game, taking away some of their explosiveness in the pass game. That first half, I thought the Lions coaches ran circles around what the 49ers are doing with Kyle Shanahan and then defensively as well with Steve Wilkes. But you saw that second half where true champions are made. It's not about how you start, right? It's about how you finish. And true champions are made with how the 49ers came out. And for me, again, that was all coaching, and that's why for me I look at this more as a 49ers victory than I do a Lions choke job. Lions blowing it. How that team looked offensively, defensively to me is what true champions are made of. And for whatever reason, Brock Purdy's a quarterback that does not get the respect he should. I I don't know why there's always a lot of doubts, There's always a lot of slander about how Brock Purdy plays. If you are a Brock Purdy doubter or hater, can we at least admit it now? The gig is up. You are wrong. Can you please admit to everybody if you're a Brock Purdy doubter, you are wrong. What more did you need to see from him? Was it the best first half he had? No. Was it a rough half? Just like the way he had a rough half against the Packers last week? Absolutely. But just like we saw with Patrick Mahomes earlier in the day on Sunday, true champions are not about playing your best in the first quarter, playing your best in the second quarter. True champions are made When you play down the stretch, when you got to have it, big-time drives in the third and fourth quarter, how do you play? Brock Purdy was awesome. Clutch. Really good. Fourth quarter last week, and now the entire second half this week. That was, to me, the 49ers going out and grabbing the bull by the horns versus the Lions giving it away. Like, you look at how Brock Purdy played and wrapped up for the entire game. 20-31, 267 passing yards, did have a touchdown, also a pick, but the numbers don't even do it justice because in the second half, what he did was make winning plays. Keeping drives alive. Using his legs, by the way, to scramble and make big-time conversions. I mean, he finished the game as the, let's see, third leading rusher finished. I know it took a knee, so that kind of ruined it a, a little bit for him. But five rushes, 48 yards for him, almost 10 yards a carry. Brock Purdy had, and all those runs were clutch. That was a guy who did not make a big mistake um, in the second half as momentum was turning. The 49ers, for me, just were able to come out of the second half there and really play their best football, which is what champions do. The Lions had a hell of a season and a hell of a first half. But you saw once their A game was taken away, once all of a sudden the run game started to dry up in the second half, all of a sudden now once the 49ers started getting, uh, getting momentum on offense, the 49ers adjusted, the Lions didn't, and that's why they overcame a 24-7 to halftime deficit, and now we're going to the Super Bowl for the second time in five years, winning 34-31. This, to me, is all about San Francisco and what they were able to accomplish in that second half, not so much the Lions giving it away. Again, like, I don't know what more you could have done if you were Detroit. We could talk about execution being better, sure, But otherwise, a few bounces go the go the 49ers' way. They they get some breaks for sure. But you know what? Every great team needs a break or two to go their way. And what makes true teams great is when you get a break, how do you capitalize on it? Everyone wants to point to that big, big, deep bomb to Brandon Ayuk right off the face mask of a Lions defender. He catches at the four yard line. Sure, we could say that was lucky, right? I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime play, we'll probably never see something like that happen again. But again, it's about what you do with those breaks. What did the uh, what did the 49ers do? Well, didn't get a touchdown on first down. Didn't get a touchdown second down. Third down, gotta have it. Who came through? Was it Brock Purdy, or was it the Lions defense? It was Brock Purdy. Touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk. You see a lot, a lot of Big-time plays made by the 49ers after getting, frankly, they got their ass kicked in the first half, offensively and defensively. Brock Purdy looked shook at times. I mean, that 49ers defense was god-awful. They looked like the worst defense in the league. Couldn't stop the run, couldn't stop the pass. Every single third and long was an easy conversion for Detroit. But you see in the second half, settling the guys down, making some adjustments offensively and defensively. That's what great coaches do, but that's also what champions do. You don't get down. It's easy to get discouraged 24-7 to 7 at home, one game away from the Super Bowl. I mean, there's a reason why you don't see many comebacks like that. And Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit too, by the way, because this is the guy that gets criticized and really crucified for his postseason play calling, but also the fact that he can't come from behind. This is a guy that is called a front runner a lot. Oh, he's got to play from ahead. As soon as he's behind, he's screwed. He can't adjust. Well, what do you got to say now? Is down 24-7 enough for you? At half? To adjust? To remain calm? To not panic? That's also, I think, a, a trait we saw today in both games. Even going to earlier today with the Chiefs and Ravens. You look at how Baltimore played. They played panicked. They were, they were never down by more than 10 points. But they played panicked the entire time, and that's why you saw that offense never get going, never fully hit their stride, and it looked like they were playing a different game. I mean, the way they were playing down 17-7, you would have thought it was 30 to nothing. with how their offense just forgot about the, the run game and started chucking the ball deep. 24-7, It is easy for the 49ers to come out and panic. Start throwing the ball deep. Start getting out of their offense. Start chasing plays on defense, trying to force turnovers instead of tackling correctly. We've seen plenty of teams panic and get out of their own game plan when you're down 24-7 in a game of this magnitude with the history, by the way, Kyle Shanahan has, where it could have easily creeped in. Of the Super Bowl, blowing a 10-point lead. Obviously, infamously, as an offense coordinator for the Falcons, blowing that 28-3 to 3 lead, Kyle Shanahan and blown leads is not exactly uh, something that we forget about a lot. So if you're Shanahan, you could have easily freaked out, panicked, and just started basically, you know, when you play Maddie, just hitting all the buttons on the remote control in order to, you know, force something good to go your way. He didn't panic. And thus, that panicking, the rest of the team didn't panic, came through and just executed better. Purdy was unstoppable. That defense finally played up to the names that are on it. Down 24 to 7. For me, this was a 49ers win, not a Detroit loss. How about you? 855 212 4227. It is Hick at night. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Moments ago, we have the 49ers advancing to the Super Bowl 34 31 over the Lions. In which again, they erased a 24 to 7 halftime deficit. Is this a game you look at as more of one that San Francisco won and just made the plays when it mattered or was it, hey look, Detroit, you're up 24-7, you blew it, man. You choked the game away and you lost it more than San Francisco won it. 855 212 Let's start with Michael in Baltimore. What's up, Michael?
1: You know, I've never heard you before. I appreciate uh, meeting you, and uh, I will be a regular listener for sure. Although I'm not quite sure, as I mentioned to your producer, how you even got a show taking that take on this. Are you kidding me? When you have a chance to go up three scores with seven minutes to go in the third quarter and you go for it fourth and two, And then you do it again a little bit later, and you lose by three. This San Francisco, yes, did what they had to do. But Dan Campbell let down the Detroit Lions players, the organization, and the fan base. I hope he learns from this. This loss falls 100% squarely on his shoulders, period.
0: Michael, first yeah. of all, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I was going to get into this actually in the uh, second segment. Let's just get into it right here. But this is a big story. Dan Campbell Wright goes for it twice in the second half. First time, uh, like you said, could have um, could have extended the lead to three scores. Didn't get it. Then went for it again. Uh, down by three. Seven and a half minutes to go instead of kicking what would have been about a 50-yard field goal roughly to tie the game. Went for it. Dan Campbell going for it on both fourth downs were both the right decisions. Here is why. The Lions got to this game. The Lions got to the NFC title game in part because of Dan Campbell's aggressiveness. All season long, the Lions led the league in going forward on fourth down. That is part of their identity. They're going to come out. They're not going to be afraid. They're going to punch you in the mouth, and they're going to play to win. And the NFC title game is not all of a sudden the time to change your stripes. The NFC title game is when you stay true to yourself. When you are minutes away from the Super Bowl, that is where you lean into your identity. The identity for Detroit is aggressiveness. You go for it. Sure, you can kick a, a field goal to tie the game, but you know what Dan Campbell saw that he was correct on by the next drive? He knew with the how San Francisco was playing, his defense was in trouble. You could go ahead and kick a, a field goal to tie the game. And you know what happened just after he decided to go for it on fourth down? The 49ers marched right down the field, no problem, scored a touchdown. No problem. Dan Campbell knew what we all saw in the second half. There was no stopping that 49ers offense, and he realized, if I play for the tie, we're going to lose. I got to play for the win. I got to have my offense win this game. That is why going for it on that fourth and three, seven and a half minutes to go instead of kicking the field goal to tie the game was the right call. And he was proven extra right because, again, as soon as you turn the ball over, San Francisco goes right down the field, score a touchdown. Dan Campbell knew his defense was struggling. The momentum has turned. He tried to grab it back. That is his identity. That's not the Lions panicking. That is sticking to what you are. This, when you are seven minutes away from the Super Bowl, that is not the time that you get conservative, that you go away from who you are. That is when you lean into it. I thought both times Dan Campbell going forward on fourth down was absolutely the right call. If you want to get upset about a call, Ben Johnson on third down and goal, when the Lions scored a touchdown and get it within three, they were just over a minute left. Third down and goal, one minute left. You have all three timeouts from the one-yard line. Running the ball and forcing to use your first timeout, which basically forced you then to kick an onside kick and have your season, instead of coming down to the defense, getting three stops, your season now comes down to recovering what is now impossible by getting an onside kick. That, running the ball on third and goal, getting stuffed and having to use a timeout with one minute left. I thought was more egregious and a bigger reason for the loss than Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down in the third quarter and going for it on fourth down in the fourth quarter. I have no problem. I love Dan Campbell going for it on both times. I think he was absolutely in the right because that's who the Lions are. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Did the Lions lose this game or did the 49ers win it? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. And was Dan Campbell in the wrong? Was Dan Campbell in the wrong for going forward on fourth down twice in the second half? Or do you think he was in the right? Eight five five-two-one two four two two seven. Eight five five-two-one two-four two two seven. We'll get your thoughts on that. We'll hit on Ravens Chiefs here in a little bit as well as the Chiefs. Let me tell you, as a fan of a team, I'm a Colts fan, so a team in the AFC. uh, Today was even more depressing in terms of trying to to build a Super Bowl contender. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But also, when we return here, we'll get your thoughts. But also, one area overall in football that I don't think has talked about enough reared its ugly head and showed you why it's probably the most important aspect when it comes to winning in the NFL. I'll tell you what that is next. If you're just tuning in, welcome. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here, Hick at Night, now every single Sunday starting at this time with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, it is. Welcome on in, Hick at Night, with you starting every single Sunday at this time. Appreciate you joining us. Moments after the 49ers beat the Lions 34-31 and go to the Super Bowl, and hours ago we saw the Chiefs knock off the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl as well. We have so much to break down in these next three and a half hours from both of those games. As a reminder, really quickly here, this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com. That is WesleyFinancialGroup.com. One thing that I don't think is highlighted enough that I thought in both games stood out for the Chiefs and stood out in the second half of the 49ers coaching so many times. And again, I get it. It makes sense why we talk about quarterback so much, why we talk about now receiver so much. Who's your quarterback? Who's he throwing to? How's the offensive line? There is a lot of reason why we talk so much about players. And I thought throughout these playoffs, and we saw it today in both games, coaching makes a massive difference. Coaching is, I think, the most underrated or under-discussed aspect in football. But I would argue right now, coaching is the most important factor in the NFL. It is more important than talent. Because I think you can have a great coach and a lesser quarterback and win versus having a great quarterback and a bad coach. That, to me, is not talked about enough. And I think in this 49ers-Ravens game, uh, excuse me, 49ers-Lions game, you saw it where in that first half, the Lions were awesome and being prepared and having a great game plan to start. And the 49ers couldn't have been worse. Defensively, they didn't know what to do whatsoever to get a stop on defense. Offensively, you saw at times just Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy look perplexed. But now you saw what great coaching does. Make adjustments And put their players in a position to succeed. Where then all of a sudden the 49ers defense came alive in the second half. Brock Purdy looked comfortable. Now all of a sudden chunk plays are happening more frequently. Coaching was I thought in the second half. One of the biggest game changers and and turnarounds for San Francisco. And you saw in that first game. The AFC title game. I mean one of the biggest stories. And I think the Ravens losing is a bigger story than the Chiefs winning. But you look at how. The Ravens on offense called that game. Uh, Lamar Jackson's about to be the the MVP for the second time this season. uh, For the second time in his career, I should say. He's been awesome this year. The play calls for Baltimore were god-awful. That was an embarrassment of of a game plan. Going into this game, and it put Lamar and the rest of the offense in an impossible situation where they had, you know, It didn't feel like they were running their own offense. It felt like they were honestly playing, like trying to beat the Chiefs at their own game. That's bad coaching. That is bad coaching. And so it's not talked about a lot, or I should say enough, because we do talk about head coaches a lot, but it's not talked about, I think, enough. And the emphasis of good coaching versus bad coaching and how you win or lose games, I think is the single biggest outcome when it comes to success or failure I would even say coaching is more important than talent. And I think we saw in both cases for the 49ers and for the uh, the Chiefs, the coaching was far superior than the teams they beat. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio, breaking down, at least now after this 49ers-Lions game, did San Francisco, in your mind, win this game, or did the Lions blow it? Billy Ray is calling from Michigan. Oh, boy. Hello, Billy Ray. This is
2: Morat. This is, you and I spoke last week. There's no Billy Ray. You, you and I, we spoke. You you predicted the Ravens were going to lose to the Texans.
0: That's right. Now that one.
2: That, that was, was a, a moron I, I was
0: part. a week early. I mean,
2: I agree with you on some things, but some things you got to take back and apologize, you know?
0: I, I Listen, I've been on the air. I've said I was dead wrong, and I was very impressed. And that's part of the reason why I today, incorrectly, picked the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. And I may.
3: Uh, I may have, between just me and you.
2: All year, I don't know of your job. You're like cool full guy, but <laughs> I, I don't get it.
0: Uh, it's been a rough anyway, year, anyways, Listen,
2: I, I, I'm in the middle of Nebraska. I can't say my, my location, but listen, I agree with you on the coaching. Because you can't say your location. They, they, Are you hiding? That's why they hired hire Jim Harbaugh to, to Los Angeles for the contract because the coach is going to make the team.
0: I, I agree. Hold on really fast here. You said you're in Nebraska. Can't give a, your location. Are you, like, on the run? Are you hiding some from someone? No,
2: it's I, it's friend, a friend, a friend that is a member of Mossad, so I can't say where I am. Interesting. Yes. So what, icky? What do you think happens now in the Super Bowl?
0: What was that? Sorry, you broke up there for a second.
2: What do you think now happens in the Super Bowl?
0: I will take the 49ers and appreciate the call. Yes, thank you for uh, reminding me of some of the bad picks. I will not hide from them. I will definitely not hide from the bad picks that have been, um, we'll we'll say maybe a little plentiful recently. Uh, Right now, early Super Bowl preview, get this a little bit later on, I'm riding the 49ers. Been on the 49ers train for about half the year. I know it's a hot take. A lot of people were buying it in San Francisco. I'm not jumping off the train at this point. I am in. I'm a big Brock Purdy, you know, fan, believer, stan. I'll take a Brock Purdy to win the Super Bowl. 855-212-4227. Let's go back to the state of Michigan and talk to Greg. Hello, Greg.
3: Oh my God, our sizzle, Mr. Hickey, Mr. Positive, the warrior. How are you, my friend?
0: How are you doing, Greg? Well, what are the emotions like? Oh my God,
3: I'm devastated. Dan Campbell's Uh, giving a press conference, he's crying, rightfully so. You were spot on to defend him, going for fourth and two. That's how he got us there. And we lost the game. San Francisco did not beat us in the sense that we lost the game. We lost it by a ball hitting a helmet or a face mask coming up. Uh, uh, um, Reynolds drops two balls. No way, shape, or form did San Francisco – Win the game. We just um, were unlucky with the bounce ball off the helmet, with uh, the drop passes that were right in the hands, and they normally make it. I mean, we're a team to be reckoned with, and I just, um, I just, I'm devastated. Mr. Positive is devastated. Got to try to stay positive, but it's very hard for me, Ryan. And uh, and your thing about the uh, coaches, in a sense, you are but it always comes down to the player with execution. Just look at Brady. You, there's so many things that you can look at. A coach might be 20%, but you've got to execute. And if you've got great players, they make the coaches even better. But our sizzle, I've got to tell you, I'm just devastated. It's unbelievable. The world knows that I'm on with you right now. I put it out there. Um, people are listening around the world. Even more so. And I'm just, uh, I could cry. I mean, I wasn't necessarily expecting them to win, but you're up 24 to 7 in the, in the half. And yeah, we had some, some flukes. Did uh, 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 San Fran outplay us? Unequivocally not. We definitely just had some uh, unluckiness, if you will. Um, you know, uh, it, it, we should have won by a touchdown. No ifs, ands, or
0: buts. Let are me civil. ask you this really, really fast yes, here, Greg. Um, yes. you, you are just gutted, I feel for you. Would you – I saw this on Twitter. It was interesting. Would you rather have yes. gotten like – if you knew the Lions were going to lose, would you rather have that 24-7 halftime lead or would you rather just get run out of the building? Like lose 40-7 and have no hope from the beginning?
3: No, I, I – uh, it showed our mettle. It showed who we are. No, I like the 24-7. Okay. I, would have, like, I, think, you know, I think you're spot on. I would have rather we've been blown out as to way that we lost today. So that's a very good point. And, uh Ryan, our sizzle, I've got to tell you, I just, uh, I'm not going to be able to sleep. This is going to sting for Detroit and Michigan for a very, very long time because we should have been in the Super Bowl in Kansas City Will beat the San Francisco Forty ers The San Francisco Forty ers did not show me much. I got to tell you. Yeah, Kelsey, no, I hear. I mean, you. Greg, I'm and, sending sending yeah. my
0: thoughts to you. I I appreciate you, you calling in. Thanks, um, you you have you have some. If it was me, and I was a Lions fan, I'll be honest. I I like to I like to bury you know get away from it all. So if I was a Lions fan, I just watched it. I would not listen to sports radio. I would turn the TV off. My go-to is probably The Office, um, favorite TV show of all time. and I have not seen it in a while, so probably re-watch that and just try to get some good laughs and and for at least a minute maybe forget what just happened. Uh, so I give you a lot of credit for facing the storm. I'm a chicken. I would just run away from the storm, to be honest with you, uh, for as long as I could, but you're facing the music, so thank you for giving us your thoughts, Greg. Um, look, we could talk about, again, a few lucky breaks went the 49ers. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they didn't. But I think what makes great teams is when you get the breaks, you capitalize on them. Yes, you got, again, an insane catch off a face mask. But it also was third and goal. And if you're the Lions, you get one more stop there and hold the 49ers to a field goal instead of a touchdown, we're talking about a different game, a different outcome possibly. You're still facing a third down and goal, and Brock Purdy executed and got the ball to Brandon Ayuk for a touchdown. It still is, at the end of the day, execution. The 49ers made plays, even with getting a break or two their way. They are able to cause a fumble. That was stripped out by, and it wasn't luck. They made a play. And the Lions coughed up the ball at the wrong time. And also credit to the 49ers. After you get the fumble, again, you score. They got some breaks and still... Needed to execute, and they did. That's why, even though, again, you blew a 24-7 lead, I still look at it for me as the 49ers winning this game, not the Lions Lions blowing it. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Gregory just mentioned it before. Dan Campbell was just doing his postgame press conference. It does look like tears are kind of flowing down his face. We'll get you what he said about the fourth down aggressive calls when we do return. It's hick and night. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Here, though, with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, is Peter Schwartz. Ryan Hickey with you right here, CBS Sports Radio. If you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Hick at Night is going to be here every single Sunday now, moving forward at this time. Make sure you check out and subscribe to the Hick at Night podcast, night spelled N-I-T-E. That's where all hours of the show are uploaded. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just search Ryan Hickey. A lot of video content uploaded there. That's how you can kind of stay up to date on the show. If you got to leave early, maybe you join in a little bit later on. Best ways to stay updated all throughout the week. All right. So a big talking point coming out of the Lions 49ers game was Dan Campbell's aggressiveness. Was he right in going for it on fourth down? Not once, but twice in the second half and getting neither or was he in the wrong and cost the Lions the game? Well, Dan Campbell, after the game, spoke to the media and gave his perspective on why he was so aggressive twice in the second half. Take a listen.
1: I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and, and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Um, I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard, you know. It's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't, I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but. You know, we just just didn't work out.
0: Look, I am, again, I am with Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is someone all season long who's been aggressive. And if you are going to be aggressive in the regular season, that helps you get to where you are right now, which is the NFC title game. The NFC title game is not all of a sudden now the time you get conservative. You got to stick to who you are. The Lions identity is being aggressive. So guess what? When it's fourth down, for the team that's gone for it on fourth down the most in the league, you stick to that identity. And if you're going to the Super Bowl, it's going to be because you stick to who you are. You don't change your philosophy. You don't change your identity now that you are seven minutes away from the the Super Bowl. That's when you lean into it more. And so I'm with Dan Campbell. That's who he is. Both fourth down decisions. It wasn't fourth and 10. It was fourth and very short. Both times, sure, he could have kicked a field goal, but I thought right after what happened when it was seven and a half minutes left and you're down by three, could have kicked a field goal to tie the game. What happened, though, right after the fourth and three, Jared Goff pass went incomplete is exactly why Dan was right. What do the 49ers do? Get the ball on the 30-yard line, which is equivalent on their own 30. Uh, Basically equivalent to a touchback, right, for the most part. So they didn't get great field position. It wasn't an easy gimme score. They were, for the most part, in normal field position you would have after a kickoff. And they, after the fourth down incompletion, with seven and a half minutes left, marched 70 yards down the field in four minutes and 30 seconds and scored a touchdown. Dan Campbell was right. He knew this defense was not going to get a stop in the second half, he knew this game was going to have to be won by his offense. And so he said, fourth and three, I'm trusting my guys that have converted third and fourth downs all game. I'm going for it. It didn't work out. That does not mean the decision was incorrect. I'm with Dan, a hundred percent going for it in the third quarter when you're up 14 and going for it in the fourth quarter down by three, both times was absolutely the right call. Dan is calling from Wisconsin. What's up, Dan?
1: Yeah, I disagree with
0: you. Why is that?
1: simple reason, let's go back to the third quarter. If he kicks that field goal, he goes up three scores. They, They stopped him and they gave him life. They gave him momentum. They fired him up. You kick that field goal, you go back and kick off, now your defense is set. Your defense is set and ready to go. He did this all year against the Packers on Thanksgiving Day he gambled. He gambled against the Cowboys. That game should have been played in Detroit because of his gambling. I don't care what anybody says. Played in Detroit. I feel sorry for all this all the Lions fans cuz it's been going on all year. Sure you want to gamble. That's who you are. You are who you are. Right. It it just cost them. It cost them. I can see in the fourth quarter go on for that three, but he wouldn't have had to if he took the three before
0: that. Quick question, Dan. How many stops did the Lions defense get in the second half? Do you know? Well, they turned the ball over on a fumble, so I I,
1: I call that a gimme. You know?
0: But, right, no, but stops how many stops right, did the, the Lions defense Ryan, get? Ryan,
1: when you play against the clock, it's three scores. You don't have to have a stop every time. You give them the ball, you get it back. You give them the ball, you get it back. If they right. score, you go back and right. answer with the score. Right,
0: but you're up by 14 with a chance to turn it to 21. The they would 49ers have been had the ball. They would have been up 17. Right, but still, you're up by two touchdowns in the second scores, half Ryan. in a playoff three game. Three scores. Yeah, but again, it, what, it doesn't matter if your defense is not getting any stops. The 49ers <laughs> had the ball five <laughs> times. Do you know how many times what? they were stopped?
1: Did they let. What I'm saying, Ryan, is they gave the momentum back to them. But this when is you where... got a team down, you keep them down. Don't let them get a breath. He did that, and that was bad. They had nothing to lose in that first, in the third quarter, there's plenty of time left. You got a chance to go up by 17
0: points. But with on that the way road. that defense is playing, Dan, the game was going to be won. I appreciate the call. The game was going to be won or lost on the Lions' offense. Five possessions, five scores for the 49ers. You kick a field goal. We're talking about. A, bare minimum, a tie game with how that game is going. Again, if you give the the 49ers the ball again, they are scoring. Dan Campbell saw it. This was a game where he realized, I have to win this game on my offense, and this is not going to be a game where if you play conservative, that we're going to, you know, it's going to be all well and good. And by the way, Dan Campbell going for it, it should have been caught. I mean, if the execution is there, it's a first down, and we're talking about something totally different three minutes off the clock maybe you score seven there instead of getting zero but either way you are who you are you got to this point by being aggressive now in the NFC title game is not all of a sudden the time to take your foot off the gas and play scared by the way you say you you know you gave momentum back sure you get a stop the ball was on the 49ers own 28 yard line both times you go for it on fourth down own 28. Own 30 yard line. The 49ers still had to go the length of the field to score. And they did it with ease. For a Lions defense that was outstanding in the first half, couldn't get one stop where the field position outside of the fumble was in their favor. How can you, if you watch it, if you're Dan Campbell, say, oh yeah, I can, I'll trust my defense here. If you kick the field goal in the fourth quarter to tie the game, I trust my defense, they'll get a stop. They went right down the field and 49ers scored a touchdown. Dan knew this was going to be on his offense, and that's why he went for it. I agree with him. Carlos Ortiz doing an excellent job producing this show. Carlos, what are you with me that going forward was correct, or are you with Dan and others that Dan Campbell lost himself the game?
4: I'm with Dan slightly, but I'm going to be a little bit more of the macroscopic level here and take it outside of this game. I've hated what Dan Campbell has been doing in aggressiveness all season. So, I have issue with this, Ryan. With fans or or, or the people who uh, root on these teams, and they love the aggressiveness. They love the analytics, saying go for it all the time. And now it's we're going for it at fourth and two. We're going for it at fourth and five. Like extra points, be damned. If you're gonna if you're gonna love the aggressiveness of Campbell when it works out, you can't kill him when it doesn't work out. I have been opposed, diametrically opposed, to what Dan Campbell's been doing all season because we've seen this movie before. We saw how his aggressiveness burnt him a couple weeks ago when the Lions had the game on the line against the Cowboys. They should have kicked for the extra point then instead of trying to go for it over and over again on fourth down, and they essentially lost the game in regulation when they could have went to overtime. Now I get it. I agree with you. That's who Dan Campbell and the Lions are. But you know what? If that's the case, fire Aaron Glenn at halftime. If you honestly cannot trust your defense to get one stop, Aaron Glenn should not be allowed back on the team plane because it absolutely was a defensive meltdown. But you take the points. I agree with Dan from Wisconsin. You would have went up to three scores. You would have had a, a, a three-score lead. It would have been 27-10. Uh, to 10, And let's say everything goes on the way that it goes on where the defense does you know it doesn't get you a stop and the 49ers keep scoring the five times that they did that last touchdown you're going up by 3 as opposed to being down by 3 and needing an onside kick in order to save your season so leaving points because they they went for it twice they left 6 points on the table you would have been you would have been in a whole different scenario toward the end of the game so I disagree with Dan Campbell did, but I've also been killing him all seasons for it. So at least I'm going to be consistent. You got You can't be halfway with Dan Campbell here.
0: I'm with you there. Lee, if you are consistent and you hated it all throughout the season, then fine. I will not push back against you or, or say that you're wrong because that's, again, that's your thought and that's what bothers me personally is, again, I know social media is maybe not the best um, reflection of society and what people think, but you can't be someone that has championed Dan Campbell all year. I've not seen a lot of people crushing Dan Campbell in the regular season when he's going for it. Now, all of a sudden, that are crushing Dan Campbell in the postseason for going in. Again, when you get to the NFC title game, because in part of who you are, let's not forget, go back to the wild card weekend against the Rams. They won that game because with a chance to bleed the clock, they threw the ball and completed the pass, got the first down, and ran out the clock. They could have been conservative, run the ball three times, have the Rams call timeouts, and give Matthew Stafford the ball back with a chance to have Uh, kick a game-winning field goal. They said, no, no, no. We're going to go for it. Threw the ball, first down, game over. Dan Campbell is aggressive. He lives by the sword, dies by the sword. It didn't work out. I'm not going to sit here, though, and say that he was wrong in being aggressive and sticking to who he is. I give him a lot of credit where there is so much pressure. When you are so close and we see so many teams clam up and choke and go conservative He stuck to his guns. I give him credit for going for it. It just didn't work out. All right, we'll continue to take your thoughts here on Dan Campbell and the Lions. Did they blow it to the 49ers win it? But also, let's spend now time on the Chiefs-Ravens. Can we really call Lamar Jackson an elite quarterback still? I say no. I'll explain why next. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.